James, welcome to the Fortress. <laughs> Hi, okay. Welcome in. It's nice to hear your voice. It's it's a bit of a croaky and coffee voice, I'm afraid, but uh, this is me. Ooh, have you been up to no good? <laughs> uh, no, not exactly up to no good. Uh, unfortunately, I, I must have caught something. That there's there's a lot of cough and colds going around Scotland, which is where I am. So uh, I've, I'm bearing the brunt of it, unfortunately, at the moment. You've generously agreed to come on the show because one thing that we hadn't anticipated from the last podcast hand on heart had not anticipated was the the backlash people are really upset apparently the review uh from lee who went to the i should be so lucky musical yeah was harsh according to a lot of people who are writing to us so we're trying to get a bit of balance here we know that you've been to the show because you left a comment about i did yeah i was there i was there last night oh last night excellent and tell us about it what's your review of the show it, well, to be perfectly honest, the, the, the reason I commented, because uh, it, it literally, that is the only negative comment I've seen or heard. But James, um, can I'm, I pick you up on that straight off the bat? Because a few people have written and said they've never heard anything bad until that podcast. And it's like, have you not picked up the newspapers? The newspapers are universally negative about this musical. The official reviews are not positive. Well... <clears throat> Let, let's be very honest. When it comes to newspapers, they're a dying art these days. That's why they, they're now officially called legacy media. And when it comes to critics, um, I tend to find that um, I don't believe half the, t- half the things that they they say because they don't come at it from the same point of view. I think when it comes to this, I... I mean, let, well, let, let's face it. I, I went last night. Last night was the the last night of its ru- its first run in Manchester. Uh, it went it, it's run for four weeks, and the place was still packed. Four weeks in a regional theatre in Manchester, and people were laughing, singing, dancing, and it 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 really is a feel good musical. If you are going to look for a piece of arty theatre. You're not going to find it, but then you're never going to with something like this. It is what they call a jukebox musical. Um, and I think it's been done very, very well. The story is is light but funny, and it is funny. It's, it's, I mean, on, honestly, like I said at the beginning of our chat, I've got a nasty cough and cold, and, and unfortunately every laugh sends me into awful coughing fits. I was in coughing fits all night because it made me laugh all night long. There's a little bit of um, adult language, shall we say, that adds to the, the free song of what you're watching. There, There's a few opportunities, maybe, that you might think a, a song is shoehorned in, but then I felt that with Mamma Mia, which I absolutely adore. And all um, musicals, right? All musicals have an element of that. Exactly, exactly. But some of the, some of the music some, some of the, the songs the way they've been uh, they're told as part of this story are beautiful some of the songs are unexpected the heaven i need for goodness sake from the three degrees i would never have expected to, to have heard in there was fantastic telltale signs which is from kylie's second album is in there um a, a personal favorite of mine if you were with me now by kylie and keith washington um was 
absolutely, st- it, it, that was one of the standout moments for me. It was a very beautiful moment where the key character is singing If You With Me Now, but in like a dream sequence so that the uh, husband or, or would-be husband comes in as a, as a like, almost like a, a, a dream character. Absolutely beautiful. It really was beautiful. But some of the, the you know, some of the, the funny elements were just brilliant. I think the cast were brilliant. The songs were brilliant. The, 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 the actual performance was brilliant. And I was sat, um, what was that? I was in row S of the stalls. So I had a good view of uh, the audience. And I could hear they were laughing. I could hear, certainly hear they were singing. And I certainly saw them with myself up dancing it it was a feel-good show that i could not recommend highly enough honestly so the atmosphere in the in the theater was really positive and upbeat and uh, everything it needed to be right absolutely absolutely it, it it really did remind me that the first time i went to see mamma mia and you know and i think there are very direct comparisons with mamma mia in that you know it is a, a similar story it involves weddings and love and all that kind of stuff um, but obviously, you, you, you know, you're involving a legacy of music from ABBA, a legacy of music from Stock Aitken and Waterman. So I think there are direct comparisons. And I remember I went to see it. I think it had only been performing for maybe about six months, 12 months, something like that. It was way, way, way back in, goodness me, I think it was 2002, 2003, I went to see it first. And the comparison was absolutely direct. People were loving the show. And interestingly, I'm, you know, I'm 47 and I'm very free to admit that I'm 47. Um, but it means, I, it means I was 12 years old when Kylie first re- uh, uh, released I Should Be So Lucky. It was the first record I bought, uh, £1.69 on 7-inch vinyl from my local record store. And I'll never forget it. So I'm of, I'm of that age. But the people that were in the theatre, there was a lot of people older than me, which I thought was quite interesting. But there was also a lot of younger people who were absolutely loving the show. And I think that's, I I truly hope that it gets a transfer to the West End and becomes one of those musicals that runs and runs because it makes you feel good. You know the music. It finishes with Never Gonna Give You Up. I hope that's not a spoiler. But my God, everybody's up bloody dancing. You know, it, it, it. It just was an amazing night in a theatre. One of the best I've had for a long, long time. And it sounds like full of nostalgia. And for all of us and most people who listen to this podcast have got um, some relationship with the PWL era, even if they came to it late, they've got a relationship. It sounds like it was full Mm. of nostalgia, which is a pretty special thing as we're all getting older and that era is getting further and further back in history, (laughs) right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think, Tell yeah, us, I, I mean, you know, I, I remember, what, you know, when, when I was a, a kid and I've still got the seven-inch records that I, I bought at the time that, that I went on to cassette single, then up to CD single. Um, but the logo, Pedwell had, had two different uh, slogans. It was Today's Sound, Tomorrow's Technology, and it also had uh, the sound of a bright young Briton. And now, I don't know where it's come from, but somebody has, has renamed the soundtrack to a generation. And that's exactly what it is. And I think that's what you saw, or that's what I saw, should I say, in the theatre last night, in that it, was, it, it certainly was the soundtrack to my youth, without a shadow of a doubt. 
You know, when you go from something like I Should Be So Lucky, and when you even dip back further, songs that have, 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 have become my, um, that, that were before my youth, but become part of my culture, you know, Banana Armour's Venus, Hazel Dean, you know, what an amazing artist she was. Um, it, it absolutely is a soundtrack of a generation uh, and my generation. And, it, and you know, it, when it comes to Pete, it was lovely to hear his voice at the beginning, um, but then you you go on to things like steps and stuff. It yeah, it very it, it it's so happy go lucky. It's so positive that even when they were doing sad songs, it made you feel good. That absolutely, when it comes to nostalgia, yeah, you you, you bathe in it in that show, weaved in amongst what it was a very very funny storyline i was laughing all the way through like i say there was a little bit of adult language but that added to it it made me absolutely howl with laughter when it comes to and i and again i won't spoil it but there was a line with the granddad oh my goodness that made me absolutely howl um but the the cast they were fantastic absolutely fantastic uh here in the uk um they it, it featured very briefly on our children in need telephone appeal um and I don't think it did it justice at all, at all. And I think if anybody looked at it, I thought, oh, I'm not sure about it. Ignore that. It was not representative of what this show was. It's it's just such a funny show that um, I actually, I, I, I saw it in Manchester, as I say, because uh, I lived in Manchester for 15 years, um, uh, but I now live in Glasgow. But I wanted to go to the last night of its first run. Uh, but it's here in Glasgow in February, and I'll be going to see it, seeing it again because it's just such a great show. So I, I encourage anybody, ignore any kind of negative reviews you've seen. It's not reflective of the show I saw last night. Well, James, you've certainly given us a, a balance to the to the last podcast where it was, <laughs> you know, I don't know if you heard it in full because a lot of people are writing outraged yet then acknowledge that they actually didn't listen to the podcast. I just want to ask one thing before you go. Thank you. First of all, thank you for balancing out um, the review. Um, it sounds like if people listen to this, they probably will pick up a ticket and go and listen to it. Um, one of the themes that is coming through is about audience members needing to be warned or even kicked out of performances for singing and making a bit of a ruckus. Uh, did you see any of that? Not at all. I did I did hear that on one of the first early performances in Manchester, there was some sort of problem, but I don't think it was anything to do with singing or, or whatever it may be. As far as I could see last night, yes, people were singing along but it, it wasn't outrageous and, you know, it, people it's were hard singing not along. To. Yeah, people were singing along. Of course, when you know these songs and you've known them for 30 plus years, of course you're going to sing along. We're getting um, very mixed messages on this one because I've had, I can't even tell you, at least a couple of dozen messages have come through. We certainly had Lee on the last podcast and I'm getting a split message on that but people are telling us that the the theater actually specifically says don't sing along some no. sort of announcement at the beginning um and well, then the, the, uh, to, to be fair there is yeah. pete waterman himself in his intro that that's obviously recorded intro does say share the love at the end that those are his words so right. I, but, I, but i think that's more to do with you know getting up and dancing and singing and, and being outrageous people sat in their seats and just you know singing along you know, 
fairly quietly. Right. That that's the experience I had last night. And uh, as I say, I was in the stalls, so I was very much in the heart of the action. Um, but I could hear everybody singing. But I could certainly hear the the, the performers over that. Yeah, so it wasn't enough it, to drown out or disrupt. Absolutely not. And then yep. just like you know, Mamma Mia was you know I I think was was the first of these that you know did it so well that. At the end of the performance, they come back on and they do three numbers and that's when you get up and dance. And what I should be so lucky the musical has done, I also think is very clever, that they've weaved in um, a performance into the, the curtain call for the performers. And that's when you get up and everybody gets up and, and, and it is a, you know, a real good, feel good end to the musical. Um, but I certainly didn't detect any problems. The only thing, you know, slightly was the theatre wanted to keep the exits clear. That you know, the 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 the, um, the aisles clear. But that's a that's a fire risk kind of thing that they, that they would naturally do. There was certainly nobody saying, "Don't do this, don't do that." Absolutely not. And from um, from memory, uh, the cast were actually on a show uh, here in the UK, the BBC Breakfast Show. Um, saying no we want you to sing along so actually they're encouraging it so you know i i don't think there's any problem if you want to go and sing along and and sing along to you know the songs of your youth go and do it absolutely and just make sure you're getting the lyrics right that's all i can add well i think most most of us if you know if you're of a certain age like me you would have been sat there uh reading it on on the uh the vinyl uh, lyric pages, you know, you'd have been learning every word for word. So I don't think you'll have a problem with learn- knowing those words burned on your brain, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. James, I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I really am. I, I think that uh, fills my heart. And um, Stock Aiken and Waterman have a special place in our hearts, really. Uh, they made amazing music, and it's great to see that something is keeping it alive and that it is bringing joy. Maybe not to everyone, but <laughs> to most of the fans by the sound of it, it is. I, I think most of the people who go to see it yeah. will absolutely love it. I think, you know, if, if the odd critic doesn't, well, you know, more fool them. But uh, from every audience member I could, I could see last night, they walked out with a very, very big smile on their face. Good on you, James. Thank you. A pleasure.